Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that always reads the contract first. Especially when it's in a creepy mm. mansion. With a creepy man. <laughs> Who appears out of thin air. Creepy pens and <laughs> dusty countertops you gotta go before you can sign anything. <laughs> yeah, and there was dust still dust. Off. And it's like, no, this is probably fine. This is this is probably hey, it's the noobs in the Hoovian. My name is Austin, I'm the Hoovy, and these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're, we're the news. And this is the podcast that has names for their hosts that's increasingly less relevant as time goes on, as we introduce a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So welcome to episode number 148, covering series 10, episode 4, Knock Knock. This is the one where the Doctor and Bill fight an alien house made out of tree cockroaches that eat people and turn other people into trees. Yeah, that was kind of weird, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why was that the he option? He came in and like what was half her arm was tree. Oh, what? there was there was absolutely no explanation. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But there was absolutely no explanation as to why they had to turn her into wood. And by the way, <laughs> at the, the the beginning, they just turned her arm into wood. Yeah. yeah. Did, did y'all notice that? Mm-hmm. So they were just keeping her arm alive? Well, <laughs> there was also no explanation as to why they did any of this in the first place. Yeah, well, but. as I said, we're getting ahead of ourselves. This is story number 268, originally airing May 6th, 2017, to 5.73 million viewers. Written Very by, sad. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, this is where we live now, guys. Uh, it was written by Mike, and uh, you know what? I was I was listening the other day to uh, an episode from a couple weeks back that... Um, where I made the point that essentially these numbers mean virtually nothing anymore <laughs> because we're talking 2017. This is four years ago. Global yeah. streaming is a thing by 2017. People are watching this show all over the planet in measurable ways. Yeah. And we're just not seeing that reflected in the Wikia. Uh, so, you know, 5.73 million viewers in the BBC overnight numbers. Which we've already decided we don't know 100% what that means. But it does not take into account BBC America. It doesn't take into account Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Uh, But by the way, by the way, uh, let's see, uh, 20 season. Yeah, this season was the first season that I caught up to. So when I was doing my own rewatch, or not rewatch, when I was watching it for the first time and binging through, this was the first season that I had to wait for it to come out. And I waited for it to come out and then purchased it on Amazon. And I was doing the thing that I'm still doing to this day where it airs in the UK and I have to ignore Twitter for like 36 hours so that I can watch it the next night. Because even though I paid money for it and the internet is a thing, I can't watch it when it comes out. I have to wait 24 hours to watch it across the pond here. So who knows how many people in 2017 actually watched this episode yeah. 36 to 48 hours later. I was one of them. What this this 5.73 million viewers <laughs> does not count me. And I am oh, I am sad. That is sad. Uh, sad, sad Hoobian. <laughs> uh, let's see. The uh the cast this week. This is one of those times where somebody popped up on the screen and I went, wait, who is she? <laughs> she looks so familiar, but she's so unassuming. Shireen. Uh she was the uh the one that knocked on Bill's door. And was like, hey, everyone, this is Bill. Bill, this is everyone. And you guys were like, what is happening right now? Yeah. yeah. So Shireen was kind of like, I don't know, the main friend, (laughs) so to speak. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Played by Mandeep Dillon. And she played Lieutenant Garen in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So I I could show you a picture and you'd be like, 
that is an actor wearing a costume and i don't remember her at all but um she so she was in star wars i realized about halfway through the episode because i was going where do i know her from where do i know her from there's a show uh it's a netflix original but it's one of these shows where so ricky gervais like wrote and starred in this show and everybody in it is is british so it, it definitely seems like it was produced in the uk but it's listed as a netflix original so like sometimes they oh. call a netflix original because they bought it from someone and they're the only ones allowed to show it in america or something so i i don't know anyways the show is called afterlife and um stars ricky gervais it's it's kind of kind of dark definitely mm-hmm. definitely a, a grown-up show um but uh mandeep dylan plays a character and all of a sudden I, i'm realizing i don't remember her name um, she's not a huge part of the show, but she she plays uh, on that show, and she's just got this the the same face that she kept making in this episode is the face that she's always making on that show, where she's like, "Am I allowed to be here?" Yeah. <laughs> and which fits the character in Afterlife because she is the new person on mm. staff at this at this place, so she always kind of looks a little timid, like the new kid in class. Um, but I realized she kind of looks like this, that in this episode too. So maybe that's just her face. <laughs> like, I don't know. But at any rate, um, she definitely, she, she's in Star Wars. She's, she's canon in Star Wars. She's some mm. random uh, Imperial lieutenant. Some random named character because everyone well, is in Star Wars. yeah, I'm sure she's got an action figure. I mean, that's the way it works with Star Wars. There's probably, probably she's a playable character in Lego Star Wars episode nine, I'm sure. But at any rate. The, more importantly, and so I went tracking her down. Mm-hmm. And in the course of doing that, bumped into on accident, uh, I was reading something about uh, David's, uh, I'm going to say Suchet, but I might be pronouncing that wrong. Suchet is how it's spelled. David Suchet uh, said thus and such in an interview. And I was like, well, who is that? And I clicked on it and I realized that's the, the guy that played the landlord, the creepy old man. Uh-huh. He is the guy that plays Poirot. I don't know if y'all know that show at all. No. Okay. Poirot would be like French Columbo. <laughs> so, oh, essentially. Okay. okay? okay so it was, uh, I think it was Agatha Christie uh, wrote the Poirot mm. novels. And uh, okay. Uh, is it Murder on the Orient Express? Was uh-huh. was a Poirot novel? Yes. Yeah. We oh, talked about that. Yeah. Remember yeah. the Mummy on the Orient Express? And we uh-huh. said that Murder on the Murder Orient on Express the was Poirot. And we said, it was so similar to a Doctor Who episode because he was on vacation and someone gets murdered on the train, so he has to solve the murder. Um, anyways, that character, there was a whole run of BBC. Uh, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it would be classified as a TV show or if they were all like TV movies or something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I haven't seen a lot of it, but anyway, that's this guy. Um, wow. So you know, obviously, this was decades ago, so mm-hmm. he looks considerably different. Um, but if you if you made his hair black and gave him a thin little black mustache, Poirot, put a little bowler cap on him, okay. you're good to go. <laughs> hey guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is brought to you by Google Fi. That's right, Google Fi has their own cell phone service. Well, excuse me, Google has its own cell phone service. Yeah. What was that? Starting over, Google has its own cell phone service called Google Fi. Like Wi-Fi, like, yeah. No, Corbin, don't, no. Don't, don't make a note to edit that. We're going to leave it in because <laughs> the people that skipped over this ad, they just miss out on all the fun and all the behind the scenes <laughs> okay. stuff. At any rate, guys, there's a cell phone service out there. You can get it and it's 20 bucks and then it's some more money on top of that. And y'all know the deal. Noobsinthehoovian.com slash fi. You get $20 off after your first month. How about that for an ad read? That brings <laughs> us down to the checklist. The name of the episode is spoken in dialogue. I think so. They did, did knock. 
Twice. Well, okay, yeah, there were multiple and not times. twice. Like, but wasn't there? So many times. Wasn't there? A, I swear, there was a moment where somebody literally said, "Knock, knock." That would be so mm, cheesy. I, I kind of hope so. they didn't do that, but I'm, but I'm thinking that they did. I don't know. It was one of those things where I don't know if we've gotten lax in in our note taking. But uh, granted, I was eating nachos for the first like couple of minutes of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was towards the beginning of the episode. So occasionally, when I'm eating while we're watching, I'm missing notes. So yeah. y'all, y'all need to help me out with that. throw something at me and say dad write that down uh the creature of the week we were talking about this as we were getting ready to hit record because we we couldn't really decide and the wikia this is again one of those times where the wikia lists the main enemy as the landlord Mm -hmm. not the creature of the week and it doesn't you know the 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 baddie of the week is not the lice things it's the landlord which is arguable i guess the lice thing are just doing what they do yeah they weren't necessarily luring young college students to their death the way the landlord was but yeah. they just come up to a sound and uh yeah they just they, they just <laughs> disintegrate do they do. the first yeah, thing a little bug. they see so like. so uh we call them dryads uh wood nymphs lice wood lice um tree lice i think was said <laughs> about a million different things yeah yeah okay so it wasn't clear to me if they were alien or if they're from earth did y'all have a sense I thought they were aliens, but he found them in like a garden and it was never distinctly said. And when he found them, it was only three. So, so yeah, how did it get I to be mean, a mansion worth Well, it's been them? like 70 years. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I wish y'all no. could see trees. <laughs> they never explain the trees creaking. I just realized that. I was thinking about that a minute the ago. The trees um, are made out of them as I get well. the feeling. Yeah, the trees were creaking in the wind, but there was no wind. Oh. I don't think trees creak, do they? Houses, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do oh, they? Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're, All right. They're blowing and, and bending real hard. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. It just it feels like no if they were from Earth, you would see them all the time because there were so many of them from just three that like if they did exist it, on earth they it would seems be more like everywhere. a one-off invasion yeah like ac- maybe accidental invasion like maybe the, those three ended up on the planet on accident you know Somehow, they and... they were stowaways on an alien ship that happened to land there one time because <laughs> yeah. we know that alien ships have just been land landing anywhere. or crashing yeah. on earth for millennia Hundreds of years ostensibly yeah so i he said like when he first started investigating, he was like, this is not from Earth. This is alien tech. Mm-hmm. And then he saw the actual lice and was, you know, fascinated and all that kind of thing. You know, get a shoebox or whatever. <laughs> but didn't ever really definitively. This is one of those episodes where we didn't get the wrap up at the end. Yeah. Um, and actually went up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I had some thoughts about that that uh, and maybe we'll talk about this more in the in the theory section. But. I felt like this episode forgot that there was an overarching story for the season. And so they, they filled up the whole, you know, 42 minutes and then went, Oh no, we forgot to go back to the vault. So let's, instead of having the big wrap up that we normally have in the goodbyes and everything, let's have the doctor just go, all right, well, see you later and run away. Cause that's, that's how the episode <laughs> ended. He was like, all right, pish posh, see you later. Boom. And gone. Like, y'all are homeless now. Sorry to hear that. Later. And then went to the vault, and we had the moment at the vault. 
Um, it was kind of, yeah, it was, it was kind of like we've, we've done this in other seasons where there was nothing about the overarching thing. And then there's almost like the post credit stinger scene. Yeah. Um, that that's like, Hey, remember that there's this thing that we're still curious about. <laughs> it was like that. Um, so it, 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 we didn't get any kind of a wrap up of, Oh no, they were here all along and they actually mm-hmm. are part of your planet. So deal with it humans or, no, it's or, just- these are the only guys they landed here. Eh, yeah. For whatever. that matter, we don't we, even know where they came from. Are we left with the idea that they were all destroyed? No. Yeah. Or were they? We saw them like fall okay. down. So like they're still there. Okay. Why did the mansion collapse? Because it was made out of the bugs. What? That I don't didn't think answer the question. It wasn't made out of the bugs. No, the mansion was the bugs. No, that is I not the so. case. It was a wood mansion and the bugs because of their special wood abilities or whatever <laughs> were able to like move around inside of it but yeah they could they, i got they, the impression it was like the nanobot city you know the funniest part i, I can i can see that but i yeah, don't think that's what but, they were saying well there was but, nothing left all of the you could see the hundreds of bugs like collapsed there was nothing okay left. but where did they go into the ground apparently okay, but, but again going back to my original question why just because they decided to huh. eat the the boy and his mom, why did that mean that the mansion fell apart? Was there was she? They now don't tied have any the control. They they why? don't why? have a controller. Why do they need someone to control them? Well, well we yeah, saw them. What... They were curled up until they found someone. Oh, is that what it was? They all curled back up. <laughs> they, they all curled back. They all up curled back up. The so ground. then everything collapsed until yeah, they I hear another high pitched noise or something. Uh, you, right? Yeah. Until the yeah. next time somebody plays a violin on that block or squeak screeches uh-huh. their tires, <laughs> and then they go out to eat the whole city. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, traffic just keeps disappearing around that uh, around that block. Yeah. I don't understand. So, Corbin, what was the funny thing uh, you said? So when they were first introducing them and talking about them, it seemed like. They're very wood-specific, and so yeah. mm-hmm. they can move the wood around, and they can basically move through the wood. Yeah, like he said they were, they were manipulating it at like a molecular level. Uh-huh. So the way we move through air, they can move through wood. Wait. But then they just started moving through anything, like, like stone shoe? and, and oh, the shoe. A foot? A, yeah. A foot? Oh, You're like, a foot? hang on a second. Wait, <laughs> so her foot is made out of wood? Wait. And I guess maybe they were doing the same thing with the people because their bodies would just evaporate. And you're like, what just Oh, happened? that was, I mean, granted, that was that was definitely creepy. Uh, you know, spoiler alert for our creep ratings mm-hmm. later. Um, the, the idea of them, like, because it wasn't, it wasn't like the, the, the Vardy where, you know, it was like, and there was nothing but bones left. It wasn't that. It was, there is nothing left. It like took them down at an atomic mm-hmm. level and incorporated them into the mansion. Why did the one Meaning guy. The mansion was made out of them. Why did the one guy get sucked into the wall instead of getting disintegrated like disintegrated like everyone else and why did the music effect (laughs) yeah it's a cool effect yeah why did the music why did the music looping stop him from because he had hope or something like what i don't oh yeah that was weird. see i was under the impression that okay in the same way that like he used the tuning fork the violin music was Was filling in that role but why does it why would that stop it right because yeah, he does exactly. that. He dings it and then puts it on the wall to vibrate it or whatever. Yeah. And, and that was also inconsistent because at the beginning, he did that in the room 
<laughs> as a clear sig- as as we find out later, as a clear signal to the bugs, he, dinner time, right? Come yeah. come get your next meal. But then later on, when he did it, it was like as soon as he hit the tuning fork, it was like <laughs> just like came out of the walls. Maybe when he hit that, <laughs> the ones upstairs grabbed the guy. I I don't. No, because yeah, no, that had already he happened. had to go upstairs. Yeah, that had already happened. So the other thing I was I was uh, unclear about was did they o- do they only need to eat every twenty years? Yeah. What? Remember that yeah, the, the group of like, of roommates was every twenty years. It was 1957, <laughs> 1977, 1997. Also, was it exactly six <laughs> people every single time? It was always six people. Not they made a big deal person. out of that. And then nothing came of it. They're like six oh, yeah. people every 20 years. Oh, it's what? just the bugs yeah. eating people and reviving someone. And that doesn't actually have anything to do with every okay. 20 years. How does the reviving, how does that even work? I had it, I have a note about that somewhere else, but this is, this is the right place to talk about it probably. That did not make any sense to me. Okay. Except that in the world of Doctor Who slash most science fiction shows, you have to you have to you have to do the horrible thing, and then sometimes you have to undo the horrible thing at the end, right? But that doesn't make sense. So no, 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 I, I agree no, with no, you. No, no, no. But they, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, it's just it's it's like it's like when when you take down the eye of Sauron, all, you know, all of the other yeah. like all of the orcs <laughs> all get sucked into the earth. Like that's not how that works, you know. Like the whole idea of like cut off the serpent's head and the rest of the snake dies. That metaphor breaks down right um very quickly yes and and in and in science fiction and and fantasy and all that kind of stuff it literally happens that way right you throw the ring in the fire it kills the eye of sauron and then literally the earth uh swallows whole the orcs you know the the ring wraiths fall from the sky the volcano erupts and all that kind of stuff not why because magic that's why and and in science fiction why because science that's why shut up and eat your popcorn so that's what they did in this episode right they they systematically killed all of bill's new friends (laughs) by the way dang poor bill um just starting (laughs) to make some some new friends and dead and then right brought them all back and because i as has been the, the the habit could not remember this episode for nothing i assumed that we saw all of them come back to life, right? And you even saw them where they were, right? So they're running yeah. through the hall and like, oh, there's the tall guy that was hitting on Bill. Grab him by the arm because he's disoriented. And then they get outside and then the girl who got eaten alive outside was outside, outside going, what? Yeah. And they all get clear of the mansion. What I expected was that as the mansion crumbled, all of all the, the groups of roommates would back. show up. Yeah. So you'd have like 19, you'd have like the Scooby-Doo gang from 1957 mm-hmm. suddenly also standing in the rubble going, what happened? And now you've got to update them that it's 2017 or something. Yeah. So I'm like, why is it that only, the- according to the doctor, it was the mom, right? It was the, the wooden lady who, uh, what was the phrase he used? Back. Reconstituted them or something? Like she, like she reconstituted them. Six people? Only the most recently eaten ones. So here's that's here's all the energy. Here's what my note said. I'm I'm looking and and I actually put this under the can we talk about section, but we're doing it now. That's fine. Well, here's what my note said. Once you eat a sandwich, you can't just vomit back up a whole sandwich. Yeah. Because I'm 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 walking away from this episode thinking that the termites or <laughs> termites the the lice or whatever essentially ate the people and because he said that they they are incorporated and preserved in the house right 
in the same way that when you eat a turkey sandwich, you <laughs> preserve the <laughs> molecules of the turkey in, in your, your body, body. Wait, right? For a certain for a certain amount of time, which is why the other people didn't come back. Because <laughs> the house already pooped them out. Is that what you're saying? Um, but that's what I'm saying is you can't, you you can never get that sandwich back. This feels and even more permanent. By the way, right. And what I was going to say is not only could you, you never vomit up a whole turkey sandwich, you will definitely never vomit up a living turkey. <laughs> yeah. Like if you, like if you ate a live gold, if you swallowed a goldfish whole and then digested it, you would not be able to vomit back up that living goldfish <laughs> with, by the way, it's, it's memories intact. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and that's essentially what happened here is these things, these things brought the people back to life in literally the same swarming fashion that they had torn them down atom by atom. And they're not only back in their clothes, yeah, but just... with their personalities intact. Like what? And I just love so it kind of makes sense for the one guy that literally got absorbed in the wall, but everyone else was just okay. disintegrated. I would give you that guy. Yeah. But not the other ones. Yeah. And exactly. when, and why what was, was her name? Grabbed by Shireen, the wall. when she gets eaten, she she like disintegrates or whatever, and we immediately see Tree Lady glow with the energy yeah, of her um, life. And you're like, right. she's so dead. You just absorbed and her, her life was just given to this yes. tree lady or yes. whatever. Yes. But then you bring her back perfectly exactly how she was. And, and, like, and if you could then if you could then tear her apart and take that life energy and put it back to the people, then why do you ever need to get more people? <laughs> if the life force just stays in her, that life I mean, obviously is she is consuming there. it and and processing it or something. Yeah. Anywho. There's there's like, scientific if, inconsistencies in this science fiction show. I mean, even if you no, say, how dare, you. how dare they? But even if you yeah. say it takes her a while to like absorb the energy or something, the one guy in the wall got absorbed like days ago or something. But right, yeah. he's not like two inches shorter or something. He's still perfectly. <laughs> he's still shorter. recreated exactly how he was, and you're like. I love that idea because in order to pull that it's off, just the part that's sticking out of him, you couldn't lop off his feet. You would have to like scale him down ninety five percent, right? Yeah, just shave off five percent all the way around height, mass, everything. He's just slightly. Oh, no, that would be he, he's that just would have been the part so that's great. Sticking out of the wall. It, uh, right, yeah. So he's just the Front hands and the head. That are like, what if they did like mix some parts up? So like, they, you know, a couple of them swapped heads, or, oh, or a couple wow. of them swapped their left pinky. You know, like, oh, sorry guys, we got that one off. You know, swapped their left. And it was pinky. and it was and it was Shireen and and tall guy. So now she's got like this one really long pink white finger. <laughs> like, what is that all about? Funny story. Uh, let me tell you about the mansion I lived in for a weekend. Oh boy. So the jiggery pokery, um, the TARDIS, uh, I loved the idea of them, of him using the TARDIS as a removal service. <laughs> She's like, you should hire this out. It's a time machine. And a toy or whatever. All of space and time between here and my office before the kettle boils is everything that ever happened. Could you, help or I can help you move some boxes. <laughs> Oh, that's good. We didn't we didn't get much else on uh, on the checklist. I didn't even have anything else on other stuff we noticed. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up? Uh, not really. Did you notice how many Pit plot holes there were in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have noticed those, yeah, so far. 
Uh, let's see. So, okay. So we get back to the vault at the end and talk to, uh, Nardole. Who is Nardole? Um, he says, you don't have to leave earth to find monsters. There's plenty of things that want to kill you right here. <laughs> I mean, as we found out in, you know, thin ice, you know, yeah. that wasn't even an alien. It was just some giant thing that lived under the Thames or lived in the Thames, not under the Thames. That would be weird. Uh, so who is Bill? Um, she's renting a haunted house. It's just okay. like, you know, she, she's trying, um, she's trying not to freak out, right? <laughs> Most companions go on high alert pretty, pretty quick, but she's like, there's no living puddles or weird robots or big fish or whatever, right? She's trying to just be like, it's just a normal day. Everything's fine. I'm not going to find, you know, something crazy under every, every rock like mm -hmm. the doctor does. And then inevitably, no, there is something crazy under the rock you need to look, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, she, by the way, speaking of the doctor, she just found out that he's called a time Lord. That was interesting. Oh. We're, yeah. we're. And this is her fourth episode, and we're just finding that out. Mentioned regeneration. She's like, "What? Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Oh, the questions. <laughs> Never just mind. Stick with time just lord. For right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just stick with the I time loved, lord. I loved. I loved her bit where she says, uh, "I mean, she is just mocking him for the whole time. Time lords. What is that? You know, like, oh, do you wear long robes and fancy hats? He goes, oh, fancy collars mostly." <laughs> Which I immediately thought of Jared. I was like, Jared is is eating this up. He's loving this. And she mentioned, this is the bit of my life you're not in. And he just went, oh. Aww. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a, a great way of putting it. You know, like, doctor, there are parts of my life that you're not in. And by the way, normally that's kind of happening like the other way around where it's like yeah. the doctor forgets that people have lives that outside of his interaction with them. Yeah. Here she is directly saying there's this whole other part of my life. You're not a part of which, however, is that the case with bill? Mm, like what's yeah. the timeline been like? This is episode four. How long have two they known the, each other? Two of the stories were at the same time. Well, like back to back. back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Jumped from one right into the next. The puddle was one day. And then, like, seemingly maybe a week later is when they had the two adventures. Right. And then this is probably, like, a month later or so. They don't really it, give It felt like periods. there was some time between this one and the last one, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. The, the, the story two and three were one trip for her. And the puddle wasn't that much Where did they go in the oh, – the, oh, so the first one was with the Vardy. And then on yeah. the way home from the Vardy adventure is when they ended up with Thin Ice. So that was, that was like, yeah. for her – if you count leaving your home to coming back to your home, that was one trip. Yeah. Two adventures, one trip. But yeah, how, I'm with you, Trip. It feels like there was some time between Thin yeah. Ice and this one, but it hasn't been clear at all. Well, it also feels like even though there's been time, there's also some adventures that we're not seeing. Was there some hints? They do that yeah. sometimes. I don't uh, remember any of this going on. Not like directly calling out some adventure we'd never heard of. It just kind of felt like they'd been on multiple, not just the two or three we've seen already. So, well, see, what's funny is she said uh, there's not a, a living puddle or a weird robot or a giant fish or something. She True. didn't throw in, which would be typical of sci fi and Doctor Who in particular. Any she didn't throw out things. a rant. Yeah. A random other thing where you or go, Jim wait a minute. Fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they went back to see Jim the fish. Yeah, exactly. There, <laughs> there wasn't that. So I don't know. It, but I, I do hate that, that I feel like, I feel like with Rose, 
and Jared, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like with classic who you, you were kind of with the doctor or you weren't. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's more of a new who thing where we try to do like the Amy and Rory version yeah. where he's popping in and out of their lives. And then Clara had a stint of that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. and, but correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Rose pretty much like once she got in the TARDIS, that was her life, right? She wasn't. Uh, yeah. I there were, so. there was once or twice where she ended up back in her mm-hmm. normal life, lamenting the fact that she's just working in a shop and there's all this adventure out there. But it wasn't like she was trying to live a life that kept getting interrupted by the doctor, right? Yeah. I don't and the same so. thing with Donna. Like Donna, once she got on the TARDIS the second no. time, once she found him the second time. No, she kept going back. Cause Did she? We kept seeing uh, Wilf or whatever. It always felt more That's like true. she was going back to visit them, not going on trips with the doctor right. in between yeah. her. Martha, even Martha true. was like that. Martha, whenever whenever we got glimpses of Martha's life, it was them going back there. It wasn't right. her getting on with her life and then the doctor showing up and wrecking it. Again. <laughs> so maybe that's more of since, you know what? Maybe it's more of a Stephen Moffat era thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe. So RTD was Rose, Martha, Donna, but then yeah. Amy, Rory, Clara, now Bill, that's all Stephen Moffat. So maybe that's a contrast between RTD and Moffat era. Yeah. Mm. maybe. I'm curious. Yeah. And, and in, I'm trying to think here. Chibnall years thus far, I think, has been a return to the travel on the TARDIS and that's your life mm. with with, you know, pockets of them yeah. returning to normal, but never really never going back to their life and having the doctor show up, which to me is the better way to do the story. Yeah, because you can't really it's hard to have them balance. Yeah, because I, I feel like sometimes the you had to manufacture the idea that they were living their life and the doctor would show up because to us, we don't see any of the in between time. So it's harder to, it's harder to get the gravity of that. So, uh, let's see. Wow. That was, that was a tangent. Um, (laughs) Hey, can we talk about that? Let's see. Who is the doctor? He's her granddad. (laughs) I mean, father at least. Okay. Grandfather. (laughs) That's a great line. I love it. He says, I don't look old enough to, and she cuts him off and says, hold that box for very long. Let's get that out of your hands there. Granddad. (laughs) That was great. Um, Just so many old jokes. So many old jokes. Uh. And even if he was her grandfather, she was still kind of treating him like crap. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, granddad, thanks. Get out of here. Bye. Later. Don't like you. Bye. No, he was just leaving. Bye. Uh, Jeez. He loves uh, Chinese food. That was, that was an interesting bit there. We, we've seen him eating sushi, which I guess is Japanese. Yeah. And he apparently likes Mexican food as well. Cause at the very end he got Mexican food. Wait, what? Oh, right. Yeah. He brought a bunch of food for him and Nardole. And then Nardole was like. Uh, Nardole is like, I'm not hungry. And he goes, that's okay. Like, this is all for me. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah. No, remember Corbin, he was eating uh, sushi on the stakeout <laughs> in the spot in the return of Dr. Mysterio. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where she's like looking around the corner and the camera pulls back and he's standing there, leaned up against the thing. He's just like casually eating sushi. And he's like, yeah, I brought snacks. It's the sign of a pro. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry. Snacks? Sushi is not, not a, snack. a snack. No, it no, is not, not a steakout. It's a food. meal. I'm sorry. It is not a steakout <laughs> snack. 
you know, when you're when you're sitting there oh. looking through your binoculars, you're not casually eating sushi, sushi. with chopsticks. You're eating it with the chopsticks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not like, picking them up. Maybe if it was like oh. a piece of sushi, kind of small or something. But he had like three. Yeah. <laughs> he had like a he, yeah, he had a bento box there. He's like a whole lunch going on or something. It's like, yeah, good grief. Um, let's see. Oh, this is a, I, I forgot to write this down. But um, one of the friends was super into the idea of hanging out with the doctor. What yeah. was that all about? What was that all about? Where he's like, uh, yeah, we were thinking about hanging out. And she's like, oh, great. And you know, Bill was trying to get rid of it, trying to get rid of him. And the one friend is like, oh, yeah, totally. Let's hang. And then so it was her. And then the other guy, Harry, I, who yeah. I only remember because I went trying to figure out where I knew him from and, and I couldn't figure it out. Um, they were like both, lit. and by the way, Harry, <laughs> Harry was the guy, remember I said, do we know this guy? And y'all were like, oh no, he probably just knows of the doctor from being at the school because he came down the stairs and said, oh, doctor, brilliant. And I was yeah. like, okay, that's way too familiar. <laughs> yeah. And you guys brushed it off as he's a student at the college or the university. So mm -hmm. he probably knows the doctor as a professor. Y'all remember who I'm talking about now? Is this yeah, ring about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought I recognized this guy too. I I couldn't place him. However, I tracked down something. I thought Jared was going to key into it, but as I looked at his notes, he didn't mention it. So I don't think I'm stealing his thunder here. But Harry was originally there was a there was a a a thread where Harry was going to turn out to be um, oh, okay. Remember he mentioned his grandfather went, uh, what did he call it? Gray packing, which oh, I was like, yeah. what is that? Backpacking oh, for old people? He went grandpa <laughs> grand grandpacking, you know, grandpa backpacking, grandpacking, grand grandpa king. Anyways, Obviously. he and his boyfriend went out to the Great Wall of China and they got kicked out for trying to take some of it home. Take some of what home? The wall. The wall. <laughs> that guy. The original thread was supposed to be that Harry was the grandson of Harry something or other. The last name completely slips me, who was a companion for the third doctor. Oh. Mm. So that was the, the so there were some throwaway stuff that did make it that were remnants here. And I think that him coming downstairs and going, oh, doctor, brilliant, was supposed to be our first hint that this person, there's a tie, that there's a mm. connection here. Um, Corman, do you have it pulled up there? Yeah, I'm looking at this. Pull up Harry because it, it, there was another remnant bit and now the, it completely escapes me. There was something else that happened in the episode that is fine. It's fine that it was still there, but it was supposed to be another tie into the idea that he was the the grandson of a former companion. Are you seeing it there, Corbin? No, I'm not seeing anything else, but I don't think I see what you're referring to. Okay. I, I forget exactly what it was, but there were, there was some other bit mm. that happened in the episode that was, oh yeah, this, this was, uh, uh, this was one of the remnants from yeah. that being a side story. So not only did we cut the, um, the wrap up at the end of the episode, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we cut, we cut that, that story, story too. Yeah. And I think, I, I, I think that was cut for time. I think that's essentially what it was and not like they shot it and cut it for time, but they, they dropped that 
in the writing process somewhere in the in the revision process. So was this supposed to be like a multi episode thing? No, it's just, just this, this happens all the time. You you have you, you you get going on a story and then you go, wait a minute, we've only got forty two minutes to tell this whole story, so we've got you know some things have to go, and then sometimes you cut something and forget that since you cut this, you should also cut that, <laughs> and so you have this yeah. little remnant um, left over. So. Uh, there was the line where he told, I think it was Harry, don't be scared. And he said, why? And he said, it doesn't help. <laughs> it's like, man, that is, that is uh, right on doctor yeah. right there. That is classic <laughs> doctor. Not as in classic doctor who, but you know, you, you, you get, you get it. me. You get it. <laughs> hey guys, Noobs in the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James, who are listeners just like you. And if you find value in what we do like they do, here's what we want you to do, be, do, be, do. Head on over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. Why? <laughs> I just feel like I'm in a Dr. Seuss book right now. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to rewrite this as a Dr. Seuss poem. At some point. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyways, guys, um, I was about to say, maybe I'll do that for the final episode. And then I thought, what would be the worst possible time to do a Patreon pitch? <laughs> <laughs> on the final episode <laughs> if you like what we're doing even though we're done doing it now <laughs> why don't you sign up to be a supporter of the show that's ending <laughs> anyways guys head over to news slash support find your favorite way to support us you can be uh, a patreon for as little as a dollar a month for five dollars a month you get a shout out on the show uh, but there's other ways on there. You can click on uh, the Google Fi banner, the BritBox subscription. If you click on the BritBox subscription and then purchase anything at Amazon, it actually helps us out a little bit. Um, so you can you can go over there, figure out your favorite way. You can also, there's a couple of uh, like PayPal buttons. You can just send a one-time donation. You don't even have to sign up for uh, Patreon. You can just say, here here's a dollar. Here's five bucks. Okay. But you're not getting another one next month, so leave me alone. So I had, can we talk about them all coming back? But we, we kind of already talked about that. Yeah. With the whole vomiting up a live turn. I'm talking about it again though, because. No. Why? Do you have more to talk about? Uh, I can come up with something. I don't know. I just really no, don't like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this. That's right. <laughs> After a few weeks of hiatus, we return now to Corbin has feelings. I did have to, uh, oh no, it's actually still here. I was going to say I had to delete Jared has feelings because. Uh, he didn't, he didn't have a Jared has feelings segment this Aww. week. Um, but we, we are going to expect that on a regular basis now. So, and he'll, he'll be joining What's us up, live next week for, for our timey wimey. So, uh, maybe he'll have some feelings while he's here in the meantime, he's got some classic who connections for us. So let's take a listen to what Jared has to say. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic who connections for knock, knock. And that's not the start of a joke, which is probably something you guys have already said or joke you've already made. Anyway, uh, a few, just a few connections today. Uh, that First of all, the idea of the companions living kind of two separate lives, one in the TARDIS traveling with the Doctor and one uh, on their own uh, in on Earth, um, you really could say that started with the third doctor. Uh, the the first and second doctor, the companions were with them, f- with the doctor full time. There was no going back to Earth, going back and forth or anything like that. The third doctor, as you recall, banished to Earth, uh, but he did at times, uh, un- with the Time Lord's permission, uh, go off world I- and have other adventures. And that's when his companions uh, went with him. Uh, but the companions were also working 
at UNIT and uh, working with the doctor there, but they also had lives outside of UNIT. Uh, so after that, when you get to the fourth doctor, fifth doctor, and, and so on, uh, it, it is a little bit more back to being full-time with the doctor, but it's not, with some companions, it's it's not totally with the doctor. Uh, you Some, of course, are from other worlds uh, than Earth, and it's clear they're not going back to their world a lot, but he, he still has a lot of connections to Earth. So the human uh, or, or Earthanoid uh, companions uh, are more so... Uh, haven't more so of an opportunity to be back and forth and that happens sometimes so uh you know i thought that was a, a connection there uh that that you have this idea of uh living the dual life um certainly knew who they've taken into a whole different level with uh, companions like rory and amy and and now bill uh but uh that definitely and, and clara too uh but that uh, really was that that concept was begun back in in classic who now the doctor claims that he doesn't sleep or at least he doesn't sleep much he says sleep is for tortoises why a tortoise doesn't like every creature sleep why why is why is the tortoise singled out but anyway that's not a classic who connection talking about not really sleeping kind of is a classic who connection especially when it goes on to claim he only sleeps after regenerations which we saw him sleep for a good while in Spearhead from Space, Robot, Castrovalva, Time in the Rani. Uh, these are all um, serials back in Classic Who. Uh, Spearhead from Space, that's the second Doctor, uh, having regenerated into the third Doctor. Uh, so the third Doctor's first serial, really. Robot, fourth Doctor's first serial, going from third to fourth. Castrovalva, fifth Doctor's first serial, fourth to fifth. And then we skip, 56 doesn't really skip or, or sleep after the regeneration. Then we have time in the Rani, 6th to the 7th Doctor, back to that uh, needing some rest after a regeneration. Apparently, he also sleeps after a big lunch, because in the two Doctors, uh, we saw him take a nap after a large lunch. Uh, so uh, that's about all he sleeps, I guess, uh, when you're, what is he now, 11 billion years old? Uh, I guess you, you've just overcome the need for sleep. Uh, and then we had a great reference uh, to Time Lord attire when Bill was asking about the Time Lords wearing robes and big hats. And the doctor said, no, they wear collars mostly, which is interesting because the collars are part of robes. Uh, and some of them did have crazy hats. But uh, I do love the reference to the collars, though, because those, of course, are ridiculous. Uh, so... Uh, that's really all that I've got for the connections. Uh, I I loved loved watching this one. Had a lot of fun with it. I uh, thought it was a very clever idea. Uh, yeah, there were some issues with it, but I thought as watching it as a story, as the unfolding of a story, um, the the wood lice uh, that was a little maybe on the disappointing side, I guess I could say. I wanted something bigger, wanted something more, but um, as an overall story and the telling of that story and the unfolding of it and uh, the, uh, you know, I thought the acting was pretty strong too. So I'm giving it nine out of 10 flesh-eating houses. Uh, how could you pass that up? Sorry, I probably stole that from someone there, which is one of the benefits of going first. But one of the downsides of going first is then of course like this, uh, my creep levels, I'm going to give it a fairly high creep level because I thought the whole concept of it was creepy. Uh, there were some, uh, they, they set up uh, some, 
some creepy feel in it. Uh, you know, not quite the level of creepiness that I've felt at others, but I thought it was still up there. Uh, and and definitely, again, I I'm all about the psychological creep factor of you know not <laughs> you're you're not safe anywhere in that house because the house literally wants to eat you. Uh, that would be very creepy, especially once you figure out what's going on. Um, and also the landlord. I'm sorry, he was creepy, just right from the start. I, I, how did those people, I mean, it was like watching a horror movie where you, you just, you want to scream at them, like, you, you don't go in there, uh, you know, because you know he's going to be in there. It's like, oh, people are getting uh, hurt at night, and, uh, you know, I'm going to go walking around alone at night in these woods where everything's been happening, you know, something like that. So, uh, you know, still... Why, why, why would they rent from that landlord? Forget the whole. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. Just that guy exuded creepiness, or at least a creep factor. So anyway, I'm giving it 300 creep levels. Corbin's probably giving it zero. wasn't creeped out at all, but still, uh, I'm giving it 300 creep levels, uh, and and that's where I'm sticking with it. I'm holding to that, and I don't care. Uh, you know, obviously we can have differing opinions, but that's uh, I, I don't care if you think I'm a wuss. I thought it was a, a, a more creepy episode. So that's it. That's all I got. Thank you to the TARDIS Wikia. Thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on, and I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. Uh, don't worry, Jared. They think I'm a wuss, too. So that's, <laughs> wow. that's fine. Because you are a wuss. Hey, now. The and, Slytherin and, and, are so creepy. The what? Wait, Slytherin. The, the Slytherin. 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 Slytherin? The Slytherin. I, I really did mix up those two Slytherin. Words. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> uh, so Jared gave it nine out of ten flesh-eating houses. Which? Trip. No, that's <laughs> no, but okay. sure, okay. Um, I think I'm gonna go a quite a bit lower than that with the 7.5 granddads. Just granddad, there wasn't much to this, really. It was like, oh, creepy old dude, and like, I don't know, high pitched noises makes these weird insect bug thingies come out. I will never understand why you two sometimes get into your head that nothing, quote, nothing happened in this episode. Because inevitably, when y'all say nothing happened, all that happened was 15 minute excursus on reliving the whole episode. Doesn't, uh, there wasn't much (laughs) to it. Okay. There's just weird bug thingies that there's nothing scary or interesting about it, just bugs. Okay. <laughs> That's all. Corbin. There was nothing to it. Uh, I just realized, I don't understand how this kid convinced his mom that he was actually her dad. Yeah, and that was weird. How? Because she was tree. I mean, was there was there a period yeah. of time where they were brother and sister? Like, I, yeah. when he got to be her age, did, he, did she suddenly th- start thinking he was her brother? Like, why was she, she was kind of acting like a baby. And you're like... I would assume, even though she's being kept alive by these things, surely she still is maintaining her full mental capabilities as a full-grown no, adult. No, the doctor even said something like that. Said said something about that, 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 that she was kind of, because she was being preserved, it was kind of like getting reset or something. I yeah, but exactly how then, like, as soon as she realized that the... It wasn't her dad. It she was just her regains son. everything. What? No, she just like she has this, 
you know, epiphany that only a yeah. full-grown adult you would think would be able to have, not the little six-year-old child she was acting like before. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of weird. I don't think it's a big problem. I actually did think that um that guy, he did a really good job cuz I do think it's believable that he would act like that having basically been confined to this house for his entire yeah. life. He basically still is a child in most senses. So, I right. do like the twist, but it just didn't get it, it pulled made, off right. It, it didn't made him sense. a much more sympathetic character. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't make much sense. What didn't? The twist? Like, yeah, how he convinced even her that he was uh, yeah. the dad. Again I, again, I think that was just a symptom of her not having a continuity yeah, of personality yeah. in some in some regard, yeah. So Corbin, what's your rating? Well, overall, I still don't think it was very good. So I'm gonna say uh seven out of ten dryads. <laughs> okay. Um I yeah, I I enjoyed this one. I thought uh it was creepy in all the right ways. Mm. Um I think that they they I think that there was a lot that happened. I thought it was I thought it was Pretty well done. Again, you know, some of the inconsistencies about them bringing them back from the dead. But, yeah. ah, whatever, it's sci-fi. Uh, uh, twist endings. Yeah, and no, actually, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And again, did not remember it at all. <laughs> uh-huh. So I am I am less and less convinced that I've ever seen this season. You haven't yeah, mentioned this season. yet, but before the episode or during the episode early on, you made some prediction that the house was protecting them from the trees. And that was just completely wrong. Yeah. I was like, I was like, okay guys, I'm going to make my prediction. I don't remember what happened here, but I'm going to say that the trees are the actual baddie and the house is protecting them from the trees. And then it was like, Nope. Bugs. Bugs. Okay. I was wrong. And we never figured out what happened with the trees, but like, yeah, exactly. 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 So, why, why were the trees creaking in the wind that didn't exist? Because <laughs> the bugs because were bugs. the wind. Because bugs. Why are the bugs moving the trees? That doesn't do anything. They weren't moving. Same the reason house. they were moving the house. Oh yeah, yeah they, they were the house creak. The house. Yeah. Well, so by the way, so by the way, you know that's that's the thing. There's no such thing as vampires. It's aliens. There's no such thing. Have you ever seen anything in the house? Exactly. Yeah. If you ever seen anything in the mirror, that's the little girl that yeah. the doctor trapped because he's a psychopath. <laughs> you think and a statue you, move? Exactly. Uh, out of the corner of your eye, it's because it did because it's it's an angel, and uh, it's a weeping angel. And also, whenever your house creaks, it is a wood lice alien possible thing that is going. No, to no, it's the people. You. That got stuck in the walls. <gasps> Is that what it was? That's what it was. was the it? creaking Remember? was the people. Yeah, Th- there's still only like 18 people did, in that house. Did How did they cover say everything? I'm pretty or, sure. or did you just put that together? I like that idea. I'm pretty sure. Except that that's again, what they said your turkey sandwich doesn't make your bones make noises. It's just part of you now. Anyways, yeah. also they Anywho. seemingly got fully digested. Because yeah, there was no remnants of. That. At any rate, I so not not my favorite episode, but I thought it was yeah. I thought it was pretty well done. I thought it was a, a pretty good, uh, creepy episode. Like we haven't had like a good solid creeper in in a while, and I could tell just like from the next time that this one was gonna be like boo. Um, and then and then Christina, which we'll get to in just a minute, really 
hyped me up for this episode uh, with, with some comments that she left on Facebook. And I was like, oh, so so should we not watch this one after dark? To which she basically said, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it eight, eight out of ten uh, creaking floorboards. Yeah. Mm. Um, not, you know, not super high, but not super low. Yeah. either. It's, it was a good, solid episode. So and I'm going to give it uh, 400 creep levels out of 500 because everything about this was creepy. Uh, bug <laughs> okay. crawling into your skin, uh, crawling out of the wood. Oh, you got something uh, also, on your face there. Also, it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she sucked it back into her ear. Like, oh, yeah. What? That thing coming out of her mouth while she was talking. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing worse than like Gross. the Indiana Jones scenes where there's a skull and there's like a millipede the size of your forearm crawling <laughs> through the eye sockets of the skull. So I guess they wouldn't be the size of your forearm, but you get the point. Big giant millipede like crawling. <laughs> that would be insane. Yeah. Crawling through the eye sockets of, of the skull. The only thing worse than that or, or like coming out of the mouth of the skull. The only thing worse than that is. It's a living. live person talking and a bug comes like out of their mouth. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was just <laughs> oh. getting ready to say. Oh, why'd you? I was gonna say that, that happened in a movie. I can't remember what it was. That was the one. Jumanji, <laughs> the next level. Yeah, when when someone's like, like completely unimpacted by creepy crawlies in their like sensitive parts, like their mm-hmm. their ear holes and their mouth and their eyes and you know blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> so four hundred out of five hundred creep levels. Jared gave it three hundred. Uh, trip. What do you think? Well, I think I'm gonna go uh, two fifty. Middle of the road. Yeah, um, I mean there was like uh, the fact that she was wood was just weird to me, and that yeah. wasn't creepy. But like, I don't know, like people getting trapped in the house, and like, are they still sentient? Because like, right? did they experience that oh, time geez. when Remember they came they, oh, like, out? No, no. no. Remember they came out of it and all they had to say was our house. Oh yeah. 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 We even, we even made a comment about that at the time. Like the doctor's like, I guess you're homeless now. Sorry. And I'm like, except for the fact that you used to be dead a minute ago (laughs) and now you're not. It got disintegrated by wood lice basically and eaten for sustenance by some tree lady. But all you care about is the fact that your house is gone. That tells me that they didn't. They were not alive. They were. They were not. I don't think they even remembered it because no. uh, But they did come out of the wall like. What's happening? So Corbin, what about you? Uh, Man, it felt like (laughs) such meta horror stuff. Where like we start the episode, it's like big spooky manner with creaky everything and and monster off screen. You're like. Yeah, always lightning. And you're like, hey, it's wind blowing, close the door at just the right moment. Whoa, so, so spooky. But I mean, there still were some things like the bug crawling out of her <laughs> mouth and other stuff. So I'm still going to say a hundred, but uh, y'all, are, y'all are like, oh, oh Jared, you're right. so low. It's not my fault. You're like 400 because of it's classic not, horror it's tropes. It's not my fault that I'm dead inside and don't feel anything other than rage. <laughs> this is why I want to watch an <laughs> actual horror rage. movie, but dad doesn't want to, so. Uh, yeah. Dad wouldn't go to the Six I, Flags thing because. I don't need to, like, pay someone to scare me. Y'all can just walk in the room. Bye. <laughs> That's mom. <laughs> okay uh so that brings us down to listener input as i mentioned christina chimed in on facebook uh she man whoa she was on the ball she got this in yesterday afternoon 
Uh, she said, so Knock Knock is coming up. Another favorite of mine. I must admit, I've always loved all the noises old houses make. You're weird, Christina. Yeah, you're uh, weird. But now I'll have to turn on the light before I walk across my bedroom because when I hear the floor creak, I want to be sure the walls aren't trying to eat me. By the way, by the way, I read this yesterday. <laughs> Before we watched the episode, <laughs> You're like, not remembering what? anything about this episode. And I'm going, what are we about to see? Um, so she says, I want to be sure the walls aren't trying to eat me. I mean, come on. As if palmetto bugs and, and sow bugs, so bugs weren't creepy enough. Mike Bartlett had to go. Mike Bartlett was the writer, had to go and marry the two together to make some nightmarish space wood lice that eat people. Mm. <laughs> In all caps. Uh, with two exclamation points. Yep, solid creep level floor 500 for this one. Oh, wow. I really enjoyed this story. I give it a 9.8 out what? of 10. College what? students more upset over losing their house than grateful for being saved. And <laughs> might I add, David Suchet or Suchet or Suchet or whatever, uh, the landlord, Poirot, is an awesome actor and he played his role, you know, absolutely horrible person pretending to be a nice normal guy that you ultimately end up feeling sorry for very well. Can't wait to hear your thoughts about this episode to which I'm like, I said, okay, seriously, I don't remember this one. And now you have me freaked out space lice. I said, we're watching this tonight. So I guess we should keep the lights on. And she said, only if you live in an old wooden house or have palmetto bugs around well shivers, yuck, uh, to which, uh, you know, I didn't reply, but yeah, we've, we've got palmetto we have, bugs. We have big cockroaches, palmetto bugs. Yeah. We have the creakiest floors in the world. We yeah. do. Our upstairs is very creaky. creaky. My room, if you step in the wrong places, which is basically anywhere where you can step in this room, <laughs> it's going to creak. Right. And also yeah, like, recently, uh, we had uh, rodents in the walls, and that was oh, yeah. kind of horrifying. We're, we're not sure. The walls. It may have been a squirrel. We, we don't Something, know. But. <clears throat> so, yeah, it was, it was rattling around in the, the uh, fireplace. Uh, like uh, we thought it was in the chimney and it turned out it was in the wall behind it was the just, chimney. It was just but one then of it was those in the bugs. wall of Corbin's room. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, at any rate, yeah, she, the last thing she said was uh, just got back from the store, bought the biggest can of raid I could find. <laughs> so yeah, she, um, I, again, I was just looking at this going, what are we getting ourselves into here with like space lice? And <clears throat> yeah. And by the way, when she when it, when she said space lice, when I hear lice, I'm thinking of the stuff in your hair. Yes, like hair lice, mm -hmm. like head lice, not yeah, you know, something the size of the palm of your hand that comes out of yeah. paintings, apparently, With or glowy whatever. thingies for some reason. Yeah, glowy balls on its antenna. Um, that is not at all what I was thinking. So I was like, oh my gosh, what is space lice? What does this mean? So, yeah. oh, yeah. I know what I was going to say. So uh, palmetto bugs. If you are not familiar with that. It is a, um, it is some, sometimes I always grew up calling them water bugs, uh, because they tend to be associated with, uh, damp, um, areas, yeah. especially like swampy type areas. And essentially it is a breed of cockroach. I think it's like a German, it's called a German cockroach. Imagine, uh, a cockroach like the size of your thumb. Okay. So not the biggest ones in the world, not like the, the, yeah. the giant African screeching cockroaches or whatever they call those things. <laughs> not quite that big, but about the size of your thumb. And the thing about them is normally when you see one roach, you have a thousand is, is, you know, kind of what they always yeah. say. These things, they're like lone rangers, man. 
I only ever see like one or two of mm. them at a time. Which is fantastic because they're terrifying. Yeah. And and inevitably mm. what happens is if you get a lot of rain, you start to see one yeah. or two of them, you know, show up in your bathroom or yeah. something like that. And um, yeah, they're, they're, they are the creepiest little guys. So imagine, um, you know, <laughs> imagine last night if you walked into the bathroom, cut on the light, and one of those went running across the counter <laughs> and be like, ah, it's going to turn me into a tree. Uh, it's going to turn me into a tree. So, Christina, thanks for uh, for getting that in um, early, and uh, I was able to uh, to drop that in the notes on time this time instead of having to message you back and say, "Sorry, we just recorded that one." I'm very sorry. So, um, so let's see here. Uh, theories that brings us down to the theories. Uh, let's see. What we did get here? more information. Okay, so all right, so what did we get? Uh, He's, he apparently knows them on a personal enough level that he's going to bring them Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> he opens the vault just by every he we're night. saying the doctor. Yeah, the doctor. Yeah. I'm not ruling out a villain though. Nar- Nardle isn't aware of him doing that. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't seem that way. Because he yeah. sent Nardle away. Right, right. So it sounds like the doctor is sneaking into the vault mm-hmm. while Nardle is not around. Okay. That's a that's a good point. I was gonna say it might be River, but I think We've kind of concluded Nardle probably knows, and I he probably wouldn't go along with this. So probably wouldn't go along with River being with stuck it being River. So it's right. probably not her. Again, I'm not ruling out a villain because I wouldn't put it past the Doctor to have Mexican food with a villain. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, so let's see there. Whatever is in there was playing a piano. Mm-hmm. And likes when people get eaten by houses. Right. Like stories. <laughs> decided to celebrate by playing Pop Goes the Weasel or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like play some happy time music when you find out that little uh, college students were being eaten alive. Um, so playing the piano. Uh, doctor goes in. Uh, so the end, the, the episode ends with what the doors opening yeah. and it, what it, did we see anything? No, no. Did we see white light or something? Right. Wasn't it kind of like, or no, it wasn't even that. I don't, even I remember. don't remember. I was feeling like as the door cre- cracked open, it was just sort of like white. Like we couldn't see <laughs> anything, know. but it was just bright light coming out. But maybe I'm, I'm importing that from something. I don't know. Uh, so what's in the vault, Corbin? I don't know. Care to narrow it down? You Previously, you've said a villain. Really, I'm starting me, to think it might not be someone we know. So. Okay. I, that, I was going to say, when you say a villain, is it an established villain or are they introducing something new? <clears throat> I don't know. Is it, mm. By the way, I, I know that I have seen this season because I, I know the answers here. Yeah. I am aware. Um, I don't remember how we get there, but I do know what's there. So, a new villain or villain that we're familiar with? And by we, that could also mean classic. It could be Lady Me. I feel like that's uh, okay. a possibility. Maybe. But I that do feel sense. like they kind of wrapped up her arc, so I'm not so sure about that one. Okay. Mm, I don't know. I feel like we might see her again at some point. Okay. I, I but I don't know why he would be keeping her in a vault. I don't know, to keep her under... Control. I don't know. Um, I hate. I hate to ask another question before we get Trip's answer to this one. But do you guys think that, 
like what role is the doctor playing here? Because Trip, you just said, I don't think that the doctor would keep me in a vault. But do you think that the, that that sounds like the doctor put some something into the vault because it was his idea and that's what he wanted to do? Well, I is mean, that what you're no, saying? Someone else told him to do it, but do I don't we know think that? he would go along with that. What, Corbin? I feel like the doctor doesn't answer to anyone anymore. He is very much maybe the most powerful person in the universe, <laughs> and there is no one that can really tell him what to do. I mean, he did kick all so the Time Lords off. He of made an oath planet. to not leave Earth, True. and I asked the question, we, we added the question, who did he make the vow to? Do you have to make a vow to someone? No. Yes, not. I mean, like when you take the Hippocratic Oath, you're not swearing to Hippocrates. You're just swearing to do the thing, right? Do no harm and all that. Yeah. So you can take an oath without it being, being to someone. Particular. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think trip. that's what the implication is, though. Okay, so you feel like the fact that he took a vow means he he, he promised took it someone. For someone. Okay. All right. So what's in the vault, Trip? Um, I think the master, because like. He was definitely friendly, but not friendly enough for it to be like River or something. And he's not really friendly with Lady Me anymore because of mm. Clara. And oh, that's true. He said the last. He's the last time we saw Me, he told her, "If I see you again, like." And then he saw her at the end of toast. time. So actually, no. And then he that was before that. I think. Nope, no. it wasn't. You're right. And then Clara he said, the ran off with Lady Me. Right. So, uh, whatever. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's the math. Oh, right, okay, you already said it, yeah. So, I saw you typing. My next question, who, who did the doctor make the vow to? You started to type into there, the master. And then you yeah, erased that, and now you're saying a time lord. I mean... He wouldn't make the vow to the master to keep him in there. So, but I don't know. I mean, if it's a master in the vault, then no, he didn't make the vow to the master. But okay, yeah. So what's your it's what's your whole theory? Got to be a time lord. Okay. So maybe River, she's kind of a time lord. All right. Uh, so like maybe River or like I don't know a time lord we haven't seen yet, or like a time lord from Classic Who or something. I actually do like the idea that he made the vow to whoever is in the vault because... So so Tripp said he wouldn't have made the vow to the master if the master's the one in the vault. You're saying, why not? Why not? Yeah. Maybe yeah. the vow was to the person in the vault? Not the master in particular. He wouldn't right. go along with that. You're, you're, but right. the fact that the doctor is just opening it without worry about whoever is in there actually escaping, hmm. I feel like maybe it's uh, someone we've, we've never seen before. Like bang on the door. So like, why would he be trying to get? Could out just be communication, maybe. But then, why did Narl run away? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's some Jekyll and Hyde scenario where the person needs to stay in there during certain times. Ah, okay. Maybe. I don't like know. Like a Bruce Banner, Hulk, yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Something gotcha. like that. All right. Any other thoughts on 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 theories here about the vault? No, not really. Y'all have any thoughts about when we when we uh, get to go in the vault? Probably, Probably the end of two the episodes. 
I mean, when it's they call this one knock knock. Last. So this is this is episode four. We've mm-hmm. got twelve in the season. It's so not going to be the last episode. Is it cheating to I look think... at the name of the episodes? Yes. Yes. Oh. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think at least four episodes beforehand. Because we're going to have to have some kind of story with that. So it's going to okay, be... Okay, so you're saying it, it, it better not be the, the last, last 15 episode. minutes of the season finale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would kind of suck. It would be kind of a bad wolf scenario there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, so guys, the game plan, um, we made the decision next week we are going to be doing Men in Black 3 for our next timey-wimey. So here's what is going on. Men in Black 1, 2, and 3, they are not on any of your standard stuff, your Amazon Prime, your Netflix, um, that kind of thing. It is on Stars. I'm sorry, all three of them. All four of them, actually, because there's, there's uh, four. Yeah, there's one Men in Black International, where you had uh, Hemsworth. Thor and uh, yeah, Thor and Valkyrie. Yeah, is is um, they're they're the uh, the the international agents, okay. and um, so it, it's it's kind of like a hey, are we going to keep this franchise going? Because if we are, we're not going to use Will Smith and and uh, yeah. and uh, Tommy Lee Jones anymore. Uh, but at any rate. Um, Men in Black 3 was the last outing with those two characters, and it is a very timey-wimey movie. So if you've not seen 1, 2, and 3, or 1 and 2, you can see all three of them, or again, all four of them, on Stars. So if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can um, add the Stars channel onto your subscription, just like you can, you know, add on... Uh, what, like CBS or excuse yeah. me, Paramount Plus. You can add it on and all these kinds of things. You can add on stars. Now, you can also do that via a seven-day free trial. So guess what? Between now and next Sunday, you need to watch all three of those movies potentially. Yeah. So do what we're doing because <laughs> this is exactly yeah. what we're doing. Last night, we watched part one. We'll probably watch part two later on tonight or maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the week so that we don't forget everything. Um, we'll watch part three sometime later this week. We'll get it all in in that seven-day free period and be done with it. However, make sure that as you do that, as you sign up for it, go to noobsinthehoovian.com and click on uh, the show notes for this episode. And we will have a link to where you can sign up for stars. And if you do that and you sign up for stars um, if you decide to stick with stars and you want to, you want to keep it around for a month or two, or you buy anything else through Amazon, um, that'll help the show out. It doesn't cost you a penny. doesn't change your price at all, uh, but it does help us out ever so slightly. So men in black three for, uh, the next, uh, episode, the timey wimey. And if you don't have time to watch three entire movies, <laughs> if, uh, if you don't have time to get that done, then, you know, take your time, get, get to those movies when you can and just save our next episode. Um, for after you've watched part three, yeah. I, I'm trying to remember if you need all of, I think you kind of need one and two. I think yeah. you kind of need one and two for three to have the impact it's going to. Mm-hmm. You don't need them if you're just there for the time you want. <laughs> like if you're just there for the time travel, it's probably fine. Okay. Um, so if you don't feel like watching all three of those movies, um, then, then just skip to part three. However, I highly recommend all three movies. They're all three really great. Number four, maybe not so much. I mean, a completionist. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Not perfectionist. Yes. You must watch all three movies with their deleted scenes and, uh, director commentaries before doing our next episode. And and then four as well, just in case we 
decide. <laughs> Just in case it. we reference it tangentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How did the time travel in part three impact uh, the goings on of part four? Not at all, as it of turns out. Which we out. didn't watch, but still. Whatever. I don't remember that movie at all. <laughs> which one? Four. You saw Have four? you watched it? Mm-hmm. I saw really? it. I That's remember. okay. I barely remember it either, except that it was Thor and Valkyrie. That's all I really remember. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was, it, yeah, anyways. It, it wasn't the best of the franchise, in my opinion. And and they haven't made another one. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No. <laughs> they, they did not ask uh, Hemsworth and What's-Her-Name to come back for another one, so... That's all I'm saying. Guys, News in the Hoobie is production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. And your production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wiki.com for the trivia. And, th- <laughs> and thanks to Jared for the classic. Well, I'm not laughing at myself. I'm laughing at Corbin's reaction too. I just carried on like nothing happened. He just whipped his head back like, what's happening? Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connections and shout outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. We love you guys. Couldn't do it without you. You can find us at noobsinthehoobian.com where you can find links to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, email, all that good stuff, and how you can support us. Uh, number one way, patreon.com slash noobsinthehoopian. Wherever you find us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating, throw some stars at our face, and share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and this is my son's Corbin and Tripp. And we're the Noobs. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. I think I told Corbin to make sure there's some bloopers this week. <laughs> hey, whoop.